The Last Jedi, every SJW moment. Mr. Reagan. When Rogue One came out, the writers of the film posted tweets explaining that they intended to characterize the villains of the film as American white supremacists and the heroes of the film as a group of ethnic minorities and women who were heroically opposing these straight white men. I think that it's fairly clear that this is the general dichotomy that the creators of the new Star Wars movies are trying to depict. Now, in the last movie, they killed off Han Solo. He was by far the most potent symbol of masculinity in the Star Wars franchise, but of course, they made him into an absentee father. He didn't just abandon the family, he abandoned the entirety of the Rebel Alliance. They essentially destroyed the legacy of Han Solo in that film. Of course, they made Princess Leia, General Leia, to defeminize her. All right, now before we dive into this, I have to sell you something. I'd like to introduce you to a game. Not just any game, an awesome game. Raid Shadow Legends. Raid is a turn-based RPG done right. Raid is the sensation of the mobile world, the RPG that changes everything. The game is crazy popular, almost 15 million downloads in the last six months. So what is Raid? It's an epic dark fantasy done right. A hero collection turn-based game with over 400 champions for you to collect and personally customize. Gather knights, elves, orcs, etc. Discover 13 spectacular locations. Enjoy the epic story campaign, which really is awesome. Raid with friends in a clan. Claim glory in the PvP arena. And the best part? It's free to play. Check out the multi-battle auto mode. Set battles to run on auto mode while you go and do something else. Spend less time grinding and more time developing your teams and fighting, you know, the fun stuff. There are also great weekly tournaments and events. Fighting in the arena, running special dungeons, or just leveling up your heroes. There's always a way to compete and win extra prizes every week. This game is growing super fast. Check out this cool roadmap that they've published. They actually have huge plans for updates in the game for over six months, so there's infinite content for you to enjoy. No time to get bored. You can find me in the game under the name Sir Reagan. Yes, I did that. And you can also join my clan if you like. So what are you waiting for? Go to the video description, click on the special link, and you'll get 50,000 silver and a free epic champion as part of the new player program to start your journey. Good luck, and I'll see you there. All right, now let's talk about The Last Jedi. The movie opens with a tall man who looks to be in his 30s, updating his commanding officer, a woman, about the situation. She aggressively barks orders at him as if he's an incompetent fool. This woman looks about 17 years old. (laughs) So I don't know if this is an attempt to further emasculate the guy or if it was just bad casting. Why is a 17-year-old girl ordering around a 30-year-old man? I guess that's progressive SJW logic. And here we have the most evil people in the galaxy, the whitest of all white men. (laughs) Now, to understand the true impact of this SJW moment, one must appreciate that white men make up almost all of the bad guys in this film, not to mention all the other new Star Wars films. And zero of the heroes are white men. If there is a white male on the good side, he's either an ineffectual weakling 
or a hero from the old films and killed off. And so throughout this movie, the message that the audience is constantly assaulted with is white man bad. I'd also like to take a moment to recognize that the name of the ship that this guy is captaining is called The Supremacy. Okay, they're not subtle, these SJW filmmakers. They're not subtle at all. Poe Dameron, played by Guatemalan-American actor Oscar Isaac. Now, I've actually worked with Oscar Isaac, and uh, he was perfectly amiable. I don't have a problem with this guy personally. But in another example of the filmmakers clearly going out of their way to avoid casting a white male in a hero role, they cast a Guatemalan-American actor. They did the same thing with Diego Luna in Rogue One, and even the actor playing Han Solo is Jewish. These filmmakers really hate white men. <laughs> so at the beginning of the film, there is this disagreement between Poe Dameron and General Leia. Not Princess Leia, General Leia. Remember that, because we have to defeminize her completely. Anyway, it appears that they had a plan to take out this big nasty ship called a Dreadnought. Now, Leia wants to call off the mission after all the people on the planet below have escaped, but Poe still wants to take take out the Dreadnought, because he's toxically masculine. So they go through with their plan, and they take out the Dreadnought. But a lot of their people die during this mission, and this causes a lot of conflict between Poe and his female commanders throughout the rest of the film. The female mind is strategic and intellectual, maternal and nurturing, and so Leia prioritizes the safety of the people under her command. The senselessly violent, toxically masculine mind wants merely to shed blood. Poe wants a murderous military victory and the glory that goes along with it, no matter how many of his fellow soldiers are killed securing it. The recurring message seems to be, women know best. You should never question a woman, and women make the best leaders. Blue Leader is, of course, a woman. Are there any male military leaders in this movie? We'll find out. I'm going to guess they're only to be found on the First Order white supremacist side. <laughs> this one also looks like a high school student. Why are all their military leaders high school girls? <laughs> Even for SJWs, this makes zero sense. Notice that throughout the sequence, any white man who happened to be on the good guy's side is old, disheveled, fat, bumbling, or in some other way, seemingly incompetent. And I think they all die. <laughs> I think every white man on the good guy's side dies by the end of the movie. All of the bombardiers have been destroyed, all except the Asian woman, because she is intersectional. All the other bombardier pilots must have been incompetent white men. 1256. The character of Finn has been downgraded from black hero character to bumbling idiot because I'm guessing he's a man. And this particular episode of SJW Star Wars is a feminist screed. So, despite being useful in the last film for SJW purposes, you're no longer needed, Finn. And any heroics you maybe should have engaged in will be given to an Asian woman who we will meet later. Ah, Luke throwing away the lightsaber, possibly the most hated moment in the Star Wars cinematic universe. So this is called subverting the audience's expectations. It's usually a great narrative device, but here it's moronic. Subversion of expectation is a technique that I use fairly often in my own writing. You consider all the possible reactions that the character might have in a situation, and then in crucial moments in the story, you subvert audience expectations by doing the opposite of what one might naturally expect a character to do based on typical movie conventions. This works particularly well for humor and when typical movie conventions are kind of stupid. Many people have tried to decode what the writers were trying to say here to decode the meaning behind this moment, but I don't think there is a meaning. 
I don't think this was a calculated decision on the part of the writers. I think it was a cop-out. I honestly think that the writers just couldn't think of anything good for him to do or to say, and so they just made him do something unexpected for a cheap laugh, essentially ruining any gravitas the scene had originally set up. Here's what Ryan Johnson said about the scene. I did it because I thought that's what Luke would do. He's made a purposeful choice to walk away from everything. He's made this Herculean effort to do so. He's taken himself to, as he says, this unfindable place. And and then this stranger, a kid, shows up, and it's a symbol of everything that he has left behind. Of course, Luke would dismiss Rey and her lightsaber gift. What else would she expect? She holds the lightsaber out to him as if to say, here you go, here's what you've been waiting for. But this is everything he's decided to walk away from. So that seems exactly how he would react to me. Luke goes, what'd you expect I'm going to do with this? This is everything I left behind. Toss, walk off. So, I mean... I actually wrote my own thoughts before looking up Ryan's, and this strongly supports what I'm saying. Basically, Ryan Johnson had this idea of who Luke would be in the new film. The gravity of the cliffhanger ending of The Force Awakens just didn't fit with that, so we just turned it into a joke. And this is actually a small sample of a larger failing on the part of Johnson. Luke is set up for a majestic return, but Luke is a white male hero. His race and gender don't fit with the SJW propaganda Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy are trying to create here. So Luke is turned from a majestic hero to a brooding old troll. The writers had destroyed yet another cultural icon and cheated fans out of what could have been an incredibly powerful moment in the franchise. We're dealing with mediocre writers who are willing to fulfill an SJW agenda and write a mediocre story to try to sell that agenda. It's disappointing on so many levels. The destruction of Kylo Ren's helmet. So they destroyed Luke Skywalker, Luke refers to a lightsaber as a laser sword. The laser sword. They destroy Kylo Ren's Vader mask. They kill Snoke. They've already killed off Han. They destroy the ancient Jedi temple later, which Yoda is cool with for some reason. <laughs> and in the end of the movie, they kill off Luke Skywalker. Here's an idea. Let's make a Star Wars movie in which we destroy everything about it that resembles Star Wars. It's almost as if the people who made this Star Wars movie hate Star Wars. It's time for the Jedi to end. It's time for the Jedi to end. Now, maybe I'm thinking too much into this, but what I get from this statement by Luke Skywalker is a sentiment by the SJW filmmakers about the real world. I believe that the reason why the filmmakers who have abducted this franchise hate Star Wars is that Star Wars was created at a time in which masculinity dominated cinema. The heroes of most stories, from novels to comic books to movies, they were all masculine men. The Jedi represents both the patriarchy as well as traditional religion. Religion in the original trilogy was treated much like Christianity is treated in the real world. There is a very clear good-evil dynamic, and the religion is seen by many as archaic, old-fashioned, and silly. The original trilogy regarded faith as powerful in the face of atheistic cynicism. But now, cynical atheists are writing the films. And now Luke holds the Force in as much contempt as the Jedi detractors he once fought against did. In the original trilogy, the concept was search for ancient wisdom. In the new trilogy, the concept is out with the old, in with everything's a construct and nothing matters anyway, feminism. Wow. Okay. So in this scene, Leia slaps Poe Dameron. This is such a traditionally feminine thing to do that I can't believe they included it in the film. But this is the first example of the conflict between Poe and his female commanders. The male is always wrong. The female is always right. Get your head out of here. 
of your cockpit. Get your head out of your cockpit, she says. This is a typical feminist idea that men only think with their phalluses that our genitalia direct all of our thoughts. And this, I suppose, is a way to dismiss men as intellectually inferior to women. But it doesn't make any sense here. He wasn't trying to get laid. He was trying to be an effective warrior. I suspect the writers just thought that the line was too clever to cut, despite it making no sense. Another female commander or some other kind of authoritative figure. Yes, another female commander or some other kind of authoritative figure. And now we've got vegan virtue signaling. Chewbacca won't eat these little creatures because they're just too darn cute. But apparently fish is okay, so I guess it's a pescatarian virtue signaling. Now everybody thought this scene was cute and funny, but because throughout this film, I couldn't get the SJW agenda out of my head, this scene also annoyed me. All right, there we go. They killed off Admiral Akbar so that there are no male leaders at all. Not even fishhead alien men can survive these films because they're men. This is a seriously fatal dose of feminism, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, now they need a new leader. Who will it be? Poe thinks it'll be him, but we're going to subvert the audience's misogynist expectations because the leader is, surprise, a woman. But Leia is a woman too, so it's not really that profound, but whatever. I guess they just wanted to create one more opportunity to tamp down toxic masculinity, in this case, male ambition. Ah, Vice Admiral Holdo, the most detested Star Wars character in Star Wars history. Even more than Jar Jar Binks. Vice Admiral Holdo is Kathleen Kennedy's avatar in this movie. Kathleen Kennedy, for those of you who do not know, is the radical feminist loon that was put in charge of this new Star Wars franchise. She came up in the film industry as Steven Spielberg's assistant and is now one of the most powerful people in Hollywood in charge of ruining all the Star Wars films. But I believe the Admiral Holdo character was included in this film as a representation of Kennedy herself. And she is, of course, another infallible female leader. But this one is a pansexual with purple hair. Because what SJW screed would be complete without a, a strong, powerful LGBTQ character? Of course you this is one of the most awkward, annoying moments in the film. Holdo is basically being a total bitch to Poe. And there's no reason given here other than I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Now, there's this idea amongst feminists that men are respected as strong leaders, uh, but women aren't. So women need to be bitchy in order to be respected. What about the chip on your shoulder? That is, unfortunately, my manner. I am. You're like that? Yeah. And I don't apologize for how I am. I have to be like this to survive in the industry. And if you're not, you just leave it. And I think they were trying to illustrate that here, but it doesn't work. Nobody respects bitchy leaders. They resent them. Good leaders, male or female, act respectfully to those they're leading. Here, Poe is trying to get a sense of Holdo's plan, but she just dismisses him and basically derides him as a type of guy she personally detests. Okay, well, you know what? You can personally detest a type of person, but as a good leader, you still have to explain your plan to everybody. I mean, what if you die? Who will carry the plan on? What if there's a fatal flaw that you've overlooked? What if somebody has a much better plan? Why not hold a meeting before barking orders that nobody understands? But she's a woman, so I guess we have to just hashtag believe her. Stick to your post and follow my orders. This part of the film annoyed me more for bad writing than SJW crap, but the two problems just magnify each other. <sighs> 
Rose, the other worst character in the history of Star Wars. So this girl is a sister of the Asian chick who died earlier in the film. She's tiny, she's got a lot of passion, but I imagine she wouldn't make the best soldier in real life. But this is SJW Star Wars, so she takes out Finn, the black male hero character, with a little sun gun thing. In fact, Finn does nothing useful in this film at all. Everything goes to Rose because men are stupid and bad. Just remember that. I can shut their tracker down. Apparently this Rose is an engineering genius and key to stopping the evil white supremacists because she's a woman. Canto Bite, a terrible place with the worst people in the galaxy. 99% rich white people. So every single new hero is a non-white character or a woman, and the worst people in the galaxy are almost all rich white people. Charming. If these demographics were reversed, I wonder how the left would perceive it. Pretty sure they'd use words like racist, sexist, xenophobic. Funny how we on the right are constantly accused of that which the left does so readily. Rose criticizes the wealthy people in Canto Bight as evil weapons dealers, but as this is the only real example of capitalism in the film, I think it's fair to say that this is a criticism of capitalism generally. Given the far-left ideology promoted so far, I think this is a safe assumption. So they're not just rich white people, they're rich white capitalists. Certainly the worst people in the galaxy. Oh, and they're also cruel to children and animals because all rich white capitalists are. Honestly, had this been a criticism of the Chinese or the UAE 